Denver Sports presents the Mile High Baseball Podcast. Here's Jake Shapiro of denversports.com. Mile High Baseball Podcast. Yep, that's with me, Jake Shapiro. Appreciate you joining us. We're live today on this Friday, April 28th. So make sure you drop a comment. Tell me what you're thinking with Colorado Rockies baseball. Um, I'm here with you for the next little bit as we chat about uh, well, maybe it's your favorite team, or maybe you've just stumbled on here by accident. I'm not sure. It's been a rough start for the Colorado Rockies. We expected that. They actually didn't have that bad of a road trip, collecting three wins since the last time I talked to you um, out in Philadelphia, uh, and then against Cleveland. And then they're home this week uh, against Arizona and Milwaukee. Arizona happens to lead the National League West right now, and they've been very good. Fortunately for the Rockies, they're going to avoid who has been the best pitcher in baseball to this point, Zach Gallen. Um, in this series, they're going to get um, Merrill Kelly, who started for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic, Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson. You get Kyle Freeland, Noah Davis, and Austin Gomber going for the Colorado Rockies. Um, I mentioned the starting pitching pretty early here off the top because you've had a significant change to the Colorado Rockies rotation since the last time I talked to you. And that is Jose Urania is finally gone. The experiment is over. He was arguably the worst pitcher in baseball to start this season and hasn't been good for the Rockies for the time he has been here. I think he might've been good during the pandemic season, but that whole thing is a wash in my memory. Uh, and Noah Davis has taken his spot in the rotation. Noah Davis was called up for Herman Marquez's initial injury, and Davis has made a couple starts, has looked fantastic. I'm always interested in when a guy comes up and is good. What's that second time through the league going to be? What's that, you know, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth starts going to be once the league has some data on you and can adjust to what you're doing? So, I uh, never sold on a guy after two, three starts, but a really good start to Noah Davis's career. And perhaps the Rockies have found something here uh, unexpectedly. And this is a year where they could really use finding prospects and players off the scrap heap unexpectedly that can contribute to them uh, in the future. Marquez has since gone back to being injured. We don't know if he's going on the injured list or not. That might happen today. Uh, it might actually happen within the next hour here when Bud Black normally talks to the media. That would really hurt the Rockies, particularly because they've already gotten rid of Jose Urania. So they've lost some of the depth in their rotation. And they're going to have to cycle through it and perhaps call up a nine, another minor leaguer like Peter Lampert or something like that. Um, yeah, so you're already seeing that the top end talent and the depth, they play a huge role in tying into each other. And the Rockies are struggling on both ends, particularly in their starting rotation. In fact, right now in Major League Baseball, the Rockies have allowed a MLB worst 145 runs this season. They've only scored 98. They're one of four teams in the National League that have yet to score 100 runs. So just about as bad of a start as you could have thought. Uh, and at 8-18, eight and 18, 10 games under 500, just quick math, 26 games into the season. 
there is a realistic chance, again, we're going to be talking about this all year, that they go uh, for 100 losses. We're going to be a little shorter today, um, but I do want to flip it over to some other things that are going on uh, with the Rockies. (sighs) This Arizona series, Milwaukee series, I always find Arizona interesting, by the way, and we talked about this a little bit last week. I think the Diamondbacks are the Rockies' rivals. The Rockies don't really have a true rival. Uh, You might ask Rockies fans, and they might say the Dodgers or the Giants, but the Dodgers and Giants would say the Dodgers and the Giants. The Diamondbacks might say that their rival is the Dodgers. I always think that in order to have a true rivalry, both sides need to acknowledge that it's a rivalry. Um, The Cubs and the Cardinals, Yankees and Red Sox, all acknowledge that they are rivals, Lakers and Celtics, all that stuff. Um, And here in Denver sports, the only real rivalry that comes to me off the top of my head that we acknowledge on both sides is Broncos Raiders. Um, The Avalanche kind of don't have one. They've had some things with the Wild in the past. Um, The Nuggets and Jazz could be rivals eventually, but they really have never been good at the same time. So uh, you get a little rivalry matchup this weekend with the Diamondbacks, although both sides aren't completely in on it. Um, And this weekend in this homestand, I would really love it if Chris Bryant, who hit two home runs in that Pittsburgh series, which was all awful besides that, if Chris Bryant can continue the hot hitting at home and finds a way to contribute seriously uh he needs to add the power he's hitting 361 i think right now or something like that uh but the position he plays in right field dictates that he needs to be a significant part of the rockies lineup and he just has not been as good as the rockies have needed him to be so far there's hope that he will turn that around no doubt and be even better throughout the course of the season charlie blackman i thought has been solid Decent start to the year. Elias Diaz has probably been the Rockies' best player, which is not a good sign considering he was one of the worst players in baseball last year. Uh, And then it comes back to the rotation. Uh, Ryan Feltner, Noah Davis have been all right. Um, And will this be Austin Gomber's last start and last chance to keep his starting position in the Rockies' uh, rotation. That start will come on Sunday. Uh, I could see him getting demoted to the bullpen. I could see him getting demoted to the minors. Um, So not a good situation um, for the Rockies to be in right now. Uh, I saw this today as well, and the Denver Post was inferring that Bud Black's job might be on the line and why doesn't Bud Black get the blame? We just ran through the roster quite extensively. Did any of the names stand out to you? Were you like, oh yeah, that's a great player or those are multiple great players? The reason why Buddy does not get the criticism is because he simply has not been put in a position to succeed. I'm actually surprised Bud Black hasn't quit by now. Uh, I thought he might this offseason. But to believe that Bud Black could be in a position to be fired, I think is a little crazy. The Rockies have consistently promoted their general managers from within. They've consistently boosted their scouting department and given promotions, and they've never really fired anybody. Um, They have parted ways with managers in the past, but you could make the case that Bud Black's the greatest manager they've ever had. And that's not to say they couldn't do better, but the difference between Bud Black and 
whoever you believe at home is the best manager in baseball managing this club could be the difference between losing 99 games and losing 97 games. At the end of the day, it's a negligible difference. Now, if they're in a competition window and they really believe they can fight for it and whatever, is Bud Black the right guy? I don't know. But I can tell you when Bud Black was hired and the Rockies had so much pitching talent with Freeland, Marquez, Anderson, Gray, and they were all coming up, Bud Black was a significant part of the development of those pitchers. And if you hope that a guy like Noah Davis comes out of nowhere is not a highly touted prospect and turns into a good pitcher, a lot of that hope relies on Bud Black. Um, Because he's the best pitching coach the Rockies have. And I'm not sure Buddy would get a managerial job right away elsewhere, but I know Buddy would get a pitching job, a pitching coach job or something elsewhere in Major League Baseball right away. He's highly respected throughout the league. It always comes back to the question of, okay, so you're firing the guy. Now what? Now what are you doing? How are you improving? Does the Rockies moving former Hartford Yard Goats manager and Albuquerque Isotopes manager and current third base coach Warren Schaefer into the managerial slot? Is that something that's more beneficial to them at this point than Bud Black? Can make the case that he's a young, hot candidate. One day he could be a good coach, a good manager. And he could grow with the team, grow with some of the young players they have. But the reality of the situation is they're not that young of a team. And the pieces that are young haven't been succeeding. Montero's already been sent down to the minors. The experiment with him at third base seems to have played out horribly. Shocker, you trade the greatest third baseman perhaps of all time and you get someone back who's just not as good. How is that going to play out? Oh, no way. He wasn't as good. (laughs) Um, Montero, I still think, has a chance to be a good player. But you move Ryan McMahon back to third base and he's making a couple errors. He was a gold glove candidate last year. So you've just yanked around some guys and done some things I don't like. And I don't think that comes back to Bud Black. I think that comes to the top and the way the Rockies are structured. A lot of this yee-yawing around the infield and stuff like that would be happening to a lesser extent had Ryan McMahon um, not been able to move to second base because Brendan Rodgers was healthy. I actually wonder what would have happened if Brendan Rodgers was healthy, if Montero would have started the, the year in the minors. But man, between Montero, between Gomber, Urania, how Chris Bryant has started out, how Tovar started out, the couple guys that the Rockies have had in adding the Marquez injury that could have taken them from a not good baseball club to a respectable one, all of those guys have had terrible starts to the year. And I think it's going to get worse based on batted ball data. Somehow this really bad Rockies offense is probably outperforming their true skill level. And that's what's really concerning. Um, And we're not seeing a lot of positive signs from around the roster. Again, I keep going back to Noah Davis and it's like two starts, but man, that's the only real positive you've got. Jake, Justin Lawrence is a solid guy. Jake Bird is solid. Brad Hand has been working so far as a reclamation project through a couple appearances. Pierce Johnson's been a nice story, but he hasn't been that spectacular. You've got essentially what is 
the bottom half of a major league roster combined with the top half of a minor league roster. I don't want to say this is a minor league team, but a majority of this roster could be in Albuquerque right now, could be playing in the International League, and it would be of the true talent level of that league. So I guess come out to the games this weekend and see the Albuquerque Isotopes face the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's a lot of fun. Um, But again... They had a couple wins on the road this week. Feltner was solid. Gomber finally got a win. Buys him another start at least. Cleveland and Philadelphia are not bad teams, so that was impressive. But now you roll into the Arizona Diamondbacks. You got two night games and a day game. uh, And they're the best team in the National League West. And I'm just... How many home games can you win out of this six-game stretch? Two and four? Is that that bad of a homestand? Do you need to go three and three? Where are you guys at? Um, let me know in the comments. I'll come back to them next week. Um, will I keep the tradition of me going to the ballpark on my birthday at like seven days in a row, seven years in a row against the Milwaukee Brewers on Thursday, May fourth? We'll see. Remember a couple of years ago on my birthday, Thursday? Well, it wasn't Thursday that year, but it was May fourth. Doubleheader against the Giants. Charlie Blackman hits that walk-off home run in the rain. On my birthday, sailed about six inches above my highest leap in the first row. So if you go back to that Charlie Blackman home run, walk-off home run, you'll see a jumping Jake Shapiro not be able to make the play um, on it. So 500 would be great for the team, Lurker says. 500 homestand. All right, that's the mission. Just like Dick Monfort set out at the start of the year. 500 would be great. Will the Rockies go 500 on the homestand? I'll talk to you next Friday when we will find out. Jake Shapiro, this Mile High Baseball podcast. Check out all my work on denversports.com. We will give you the update on whatever happens with Herman Marquez and the rest of the Colorado Rockies.